here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. And once again, a big happy welcome back. Um, Some of you out there, uh, Dharmic Evolution followers and supporters, um, know that I buried my mom last week. So I am feeling victorious. And uh, why would I say that? Well, cause, because I know for a fact that she is in heaven. And that's not a guarantee. Because you wear the label of a Christian or a Catholic or a Protestant or a whatever um, your uh, earthly faith is or your local faith or the particular building that you congregate in, that doesn't necessarily mean that you get a free pass. So uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, this, not just the life we're living now, but the life, like, have you planned for your afterlife, your spiritual life? Do you put any focus, any attention on that at all? Because we are just... At a short bus stop here on this earth, it is, it's a blink of an eye. It's so quickly here and then gone. So what happens after? Do not store up treasure here on earth, said Jesus. So let's dig into some ideas today. And uh, I want to play um, the opening uh, little stinger there was from the Mercy album, which we did two years ago in Nashville, called I Am Victorious. And uh, if you live a life in which you follow the advice and the wise counsel of Jesus, you get to be victorious through him. So uh, let's dig in right after this. Are you a singer-songwriter, author, speaker, or thought leader? Have you been looking for a platform for your career? Well, the James O'Connor Agency has exactly what you are looking for. Find out how we write and produce big, amazing songs on Music Row for authors, speakers, thought leaders, and organisations like non-profit and corporations. We also help singer-songwriters and artists by giving them a platform on Dharmic Evolution, a podcast designed specifically to broadcast your global career, now in 71 countries and with more than 161 episodes of artists all over the world from all genres. We know how to reach your target audience. Are you a dreamer like James? Then reach out today to james at thejamesoconnoragency.com and find out how we can help your global career. You know, I got this uh, interesting blog that popped up. This happens a lot to me when I do a show like this where I want to impart some uh, information that inspires and challenges your thinking, and it's usually the first blog that comes up. So that is just the Holy Spirit working to say, I want you to check this out. Um, It's by Harold Herring, and that's haroldherring.com. So uh, uh, this blog is, um, I'm not sure when it was printed or uh, released, but really, really interesting. So I want to just go through a couple things here. 
Have you watched a television series where the star of the show is seemingly always in imminent peril? No matter how uh, real the scene feels, you can know for sure that the creator and writers of the TV show will never kill the hero or the star who plays the hero. Just like the movies, you're a star that will never be defeated by the enemy. In fact, not only will you not lose, you win every single time. So here's three scriptures which should strengthen and energize your faith against every attack of the enemy. And for those of you who don't know what that means, um, you've been in situations where everything you do in a positive nature seems to be overturned and screwed up, whether it's technology, you ever have one of those days? Every single thing goes wrong. Why is that? Like everything, you can do nothing right. I have these all the time, and it just makes you absolutely crazy, does it not? And the hard lesson here is um, perseverance and patience. That is the hardest thing for me, and I'm sure it's uh, the hardest thing for many of you people too because, yeah, it's easy to say that. Yeah, just uh, be patient and persevere, but when your anger is up around a 7 or an 8 or a (laughs) 9, And you're saying, why is this happening? That's when the devil is celebrating because he's got you over a barrel. He's made you lose your cool. And um, that's the time when you turn away from the Lord and you just worship your anger. Happens to all of us uh, many times. So let me go back to this. Um, And uh, Harold is quoting 1st 2 Corinthians for those of you who follow Scripture 4.8 in the the Amplified Bible says, We are hedged, hedged in, pressed on every side, troubled and oppressed in every way, but not cramped or crushed. We suffer embarrassments and are perplexed and unable to find a way out, but not driven to despair. The attack on you, your family, health, finances, it may be intense, but you will never be defeated. So why be afraid? So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? And then he quotes the song in here. Have you ever heard the song Unbreakable by Fireflight? Probably not because it's a Christian rock band. However, the song contains some amazing faith-filled lyrics. Where are the people that accuse me? The ones who beat me down and bruise me. They hide just out of sight. Can't face me in the light. They'll return, but I'll be stronger. God, I want to dream again. Take me Wherever I've never been, I want to go there. This time I'm not scared. Now I am unbreakable. It's unmistakable. No one can touch me. Nothing can stop me. In Isaiah 54, 17, it says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. You already know the outcome. It's your inheritance. Here are the seven reasons why God wants you to be victorious. Number one, your father wants you to be victorious. No loving father ever wants his children to lose. God wants us to win every time. 
In Corinthians 2.14, it says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. The enemy only has the ability to deceive, accuse, and tempt. That's it. Jesus took away the power of death, hell, and the grave when he made an open show of the devil. The Bible plainly states that Jesus disarmed Satan and all his demon hordes. In Colossians 2.15, God disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over them in him and in the cross. Remember, the word of God says we were always supposed to triumph, not just 51% of the time, not even 85% of the time, but always. How much easier this sounds when we realize Satan has no weapon that will work against us. Just the things I mentioned earlier, deceit, temptation. Um, isn't this like really good news that you have um, so many weapons at your disposal, but we don't use them because a lot of us don't believe, unfortunately. Um, maybe we can change some of that in this episode today. Your Heavenly Father paid a heavy price to make you victorious. Would you be willing to send your son or daughter to die for someone you didn't know? Many parents have faced that question as they've seen their sons and daughters ship out to war zones where they stand in harm's way in defense of our freedom, not knowing if or when they will return. God sent His only begotten Son with the knowledge that His Son would have to die for our sins. When Jesus was born to Mary and Joseph, God knew that his son would die a horrible death. When Jesus amazed the scholars in the temple, God knew his son would be wrongly accused, persecuted, lied about, and killed. And this, this piece always um, kind of crushes me when I think about it because when he was dying on the cross, it was um, he actually had to turn away from his own son because he was so laden with sin. He had the sin of the world on his shoulders. And um, his own father had to turn away from him because he is so not of sin. It's too much for us to even process. It's way, we're way too small to understand all that the Lord is. But he is merciful and he is loving and wonderful. So when Jesus rode victoriously into Jerusalem to the cheers of the people, God knew it wouldn't be long before his son would suffer and die. Yet know all these things. He sent his son so we would be victorious over sin, death, and the grave. When you think about it, it's like he didn't create us to go up in flames or to be evil. He created us to have goodness, to have righteousness, to be of of him, of his spirit, of his endless love. So isn't that something uh, to aspire to and to embrace and to think about? So we get too caught up in this earthly temptations. It's all around us. I don't have enough. I don't have enough food, drink, partying, money, whatever it is. Um, our vices tend to take over um, and it creates divisiveness between us and God. 
In John 4.10, in the New Living Translation, it says, This is real love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Can you even begin to imagine how much God loves us? His willingness to send His only begotten Son for the forgiveness of our sin proves it. Hebrews 9.15, Christ the Messiah is therefore the negotiator and mediator of an entirely new agreement, testament, covenant, so that those who are called and offered it may receive the fulfillment of the promised everlasting inheritance, since a death has taken place which rescues and delivers and redeems them from the transgressions committed under the old first agreement. You have a tactical advantage in battle. One of the most successful military strategies an enemy can employ in warfare is to separate you from your supply lines, to keep you from receiving reinforcement or supplies. That's exactly what the devil wants to do when he has you, your family, your finances, and your and or your health under attack. He wants to separate you from your supply line, which is God to keep you from receiving reinforcements and orders from your spiritual headquarters, the Word. And that gets back to what I was saying earlier about frustration. This is one of my things when I know I'm being attacked and, um, and, and I fall for it often and my anger goes through the, through the roof, you know, frustrated with technology and people who don't show up on time or whatever it is, um, it's frustration. The only way the enemy can spiritually terrorize you is by doubt, separation, and isolation. When you find yourself under attack, whether it's a natural enemy or a spiritual enemy, indecision can be costly. Even though you may not know the best strategy to employ at any given moment, God does. Your tactical advantage is your personal relationship with the Holy Spirit and your reliance on the Word of God. So I've had experience with this, and it's taken me a long time to get here. So I'm not, you're never here for for good. You've never conquered the mountain, but I'm pretty far up the mountain <laughs> in that if you can find the calmness and wait for the Holy Spirit and be patient and ask for help, help will come. So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? Your focus on and faith in his word gives you a peace pass understanding during every attack. You know the cavalry is on the way, which is the Holy Spirit. You know, I just had this epiphany that... um. Being uh, an electrical contractor for a good part of my previous career, we had a thing called the code book. And when you needed to look up something, you went to your code book and, you know, you went to see if this was the um, appropriate way to install electrical wiring. And the Bible is laid out just like a code book. So I'm wondering, I'm thinking that the very first code book was adopted by somebody reading the Bible. For instance, Psalm 121.1-2, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help 
cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Always remember, the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. In Joshua 10-8, in the New Living Translation, it says, Do not be afraid of them. The Lord said to Joshua, For I have given you victory over them. Not a single one of them will be able to stand up to you. Meaning, you will never have to face any battle alone. In Mark 27, Jesus took his hand and helped him to stand up. And in Hebrews 13.5, in the Amplified Bible, it says, Let your character or moral disposition be free from love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions, and be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give up on you, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax or relax my hold on you? Assuredly not. So taking that um, to another level, did you ever think about, you know, you're wishing for these material things and why can't I be as uh, successful as my neighbor who has all of this, um, it's God's way of blessing you and protecting you from your own ambitions because he doesn't want you be, to be distracted because there's no way we could ever even imagine the glorious world he has for us, he has in store for us, that we're just too small-minded and too distracted with these earthly possessions that are all going to turn to dust. I mean, like I said, it's a bus stop. It's real short. So if you want to invest in something, invest in your future life. Here's number four in this blog. God will provide you with a safe house. Psalm 61.3 says, For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. When I want to mentally decompress, I enjoy watching movies where the good guy, which is God, wins and the bad guy, which is Satan, loses. When someone needs to escape from or testifies against the bad guys, they're often placed in a safe house. The purpose of the safe house is to protect the good guys from the bad guys. Isn't it nice to know that your heavenly Father, the great I Am, wants to place you in his safe house, away from the attacks of the enemy and the hordes of hell? That's to my point that I just made earlier. There's one main difference between God's safe house and the ones you find in the movies. In the make-believe world, you never want the enemy to know where you are because they will find a way to attack your location and kill you. But when you're in God's safe house, the enemy knows where you are and he can't do a thing about it. No matter how much he tries or even how he lies, you're fully protected. Now that's something to shout about. One more scripture. Proverbs 18.19 in the Amplified Bible says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The consistently righteous man, upright and right standing with God, runs into it and is safe, high and above evil, and strong. Now, isn't that something to be grateful for? You should embrace your gratitude. 
Have you connected with your gratitude today? I think I have something that will help inspire you. It's the brand new release from James Kevin O'Connor. Gratitude, recorded on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee with producer Kim Copeland and team, is James' third full-length album in four years. Ten amazing songs, each one a different story about the emotions, journeys and experiences that you and I have lived. Songs like Dreamer, Jesus Teaches, Tango On and 51 Shades of Grey. And of course, the title track, Gratitude. Pick up the brand new CD today with amazing artwork and photography at iTunes, CD Baby and Amazon. Or simply go to jameskevinoconnor.com for your download right now. Send someone that you love a copy of Gratitude today. It might be exactly what they need in their life right now. Gratitude, the new release by James Kevin O'Connor. Yeah, we're already up to number five of the seven reasons God Wants You to Be Victorious by Harold Herring. This is, uh, I hope this really influences you guys to think about some of these gems here. So five, you've already won the battle. It's in the script. In John 4, 4, it says, Little children, you are of God. You belong to him and have already defeated and overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist, because he who lives in you is greater, mightier than he who is in the world. And you'll hear this time and time in the Bible about this is not the Lord's world. This is uh, <clears throat> the devil's world because take a look around. It won't be um, straightened out until Jesus comes back and con- cleans this whole mess up for once and for all. In the book of Revelation, the one book that tells the end of the story, the Apostle John was given what I call inside information on what would take place. He also writes for us, the key to overcoming the enemy in every way he comes against us. And uh, in Re- Revelation twelve eleven, and they have overcome, com- conquered him by means of the blood of the lamb. We were first born again. And by the utterance of their testimony, we only confess what God says, not what the devil wants us to say, for they did not love and cling to life. We have given up life as the world lives it to live as the Lord instructs us to live in him, even when faced with death, holding their lives cheap till they had to die for their witnessing. We have the confidence in knowing our lives will one day take on a total victory. Number six, you have been given authority over every trick of the enemy. Now, is this good news or what? In Romans 8.37, it says, Nay, which I think means no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. I decided to look up conqueror in the Strong's Concordance. It's the Greek word hypernikoi, whatever that is, and it means. And it's there's a there's a letter there that's um, in parentheses G five two four five, and I don't know what that is. It's some sort of um, doctrine of uh, of the Greek language, and it means to be more than a conqueror, to gain a surpassing victory. I noticed that conqueror comes from the root word 
Nikaio, which is translated 24 out of 20 times as overcome. So it became obvious to me that in order to become a kingdom conqueror, you must first be a world overcomer. What does the word have to say about being an overcomer? Let's begin with an example of the story of David and Goliath. It's found in 1 Samuel 17:9 in today's New International Version, which says, If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. These are bold words David is speaking. The scriptures don't record whether King Saul knew David was going to make such a bold statement, but I think we can rest assured that David already knew the end from the beginning. He was not fighting this battle in his own strength. He knew in his heart that God would give him the victory. As you fight the good fight, you've got to know that God will give you the victory. Not only that, God expects you to win every time because he gives you total power and mastery over the devil. Luke 10, 19, it says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. The first word in this verse that is translated power is the Greek word exosia. It means delegated power, or better said, authority. The second word translated power is the Greek word dunamis. It means ability. So notice carefully what God is actually saying. I give you authority over all the ability of the devil. Are you getting a hold of this? You have total authority over the ability of the enemy. Remember, nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's from Luke 10, 19. The Bible literally says, nothing shall hurt you. It also says you have total power or authority over the devil. You never have to lose again. You can always conquer and always triumph in all things. Now for number seven, the really good news. Always remember why he wants you victorious. Why does God want you to be victorious? It's simple. He wants you to be busy about his business. God doesn't make you victorious and prosperous just for the purpose of raising your standard of living. He prospers you so that you can raise your standard of giving, thus creating more victories than you can possibly even imagine. In Genesis 12:2, it says, And I will make thee of a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. The call of God upon Abraham can be the model for God's call to us. Just as God promised to bless Abraham, he will also bless us. Why does God desire to bless his people? So that we might become a blessing to others. Have you ever done that? Have you ever helped somebody out? Have you ever bought a homeless person a sandwich or a cup of coffee? Maybe giving some clothes away to somebody who needs it that are hanging in your closet. These are blessings. These are blessings that people need. In Corinthians 9, 8. uh, And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing, come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support 
and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. No doubt, God wants us experiencing victory so we can fund every good work and charitable donation. Hallelujah. And finally, in Ephesians 3.20 in the Amplified Bible, um, the seventh reason God wants you to be victorious, the verse says, Now to him who, by in consequence of, the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. You are a winner in the game of life. He is giving you victory over the current situation. Again, that is from haroldherring.com. Thank you, Harold, for sharing today um, your fabulous blog. And I hope that influences and inspires anybody who hears this amazing good news uh, that you should be thinking about each and every day in your life. And now it's time to share with you guys um, a song that was on the I Am Victorious album by a band called Mercy, which I happen to be lucky enough to be a part of. And we released this uh, a couple of years ago, and um, we released it right around this time. It was right, uh, it was actually March 15th, so it was in the Lent season. And um, it describes, the album describes the last days of Jesus on this earth and um, the time leading up to his crucifixion and his time on the cross. Um, there's songs on the album about that. The band is called Mercy, and the album's called I Am Victorious. Um, it's available at all the local, you know, all the CD babies and uh, Amazon and all the retail places if you want to pick it up. But um, this was done with um, my songwriting partner at the time, Christine Mercy Johnson, who is now a bishop. And um, I hope you guys enjoy it or enjoy this song. It kind of puts a seal on the last um, 30 minutes that we spent together talking about these wonderful things, these gifts from God, which many of us are not aware of, that they are there and available for us. So I encourage you to investigate more about this subject um, and take every advantage of the life that awaits you um, in the next chapter. Please keep in touch with us by going over to dharmicevolution.com. We've been working on doing a facelift for the website there. You can leave comments on the blog about the show, what you think about this show. What do you like? Do you like the comedy? Do you like the singer-songwriters? Do you like the author, speakers, and thought leaders? We go pretty deep uh, with all the different um, things that we offer on this show. So uh, I hope there's something that you're taking away that is valuable, especially today's uh, little chat we had. Also, the Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page. If you're a singer, songwriter, an author, a speaker, a thought leader, please go over there, post your content. Maybe you can support another artist that you really like. And um, if you have a new song, a new video, a new album, uh, playing gigs somewhere, anything you've got going on, post it there and let the world see what you're doing. 
That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials, I'll see you from the stage, but right now, it's time. I am victorious. As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled and why do doubts arise in your hearts? See, my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still disbelieved for joy and were marveling, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate before them. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are my witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple, blessing God.
source of eternal life All your earthly treasure Will simply turn to dust and die I'm going